Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Talks with Brie podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Simmons. Thank you so much for joining me. Y'all, another week has went by just as fast. But today on the podcast, guys, we have a guest. Remember last week's podcast, I told you that I was going to have a guest on the podcast and she is here. Yes, let me introduce one of my oldest and dearest friends, my sister from another mister, Miss Jahan Knight. Hi, Brie. How are you? I'm doing great. Y'all, I'm going to just give you guys this intro on this amazing woman. So prepare to be blown away, okay? Uh, Jay and I actually attended Wilmer's High School for Girls. Yes, big up to all the Wilmerians out there. Um, you know, the funny thing is we weren't as close when we attended school at the time, but we reconnected um, when I visited Jamaica years later. Uh, she eventually migrated and settled in the sunny state of Florida. Uh, one of the things that we've always talked about with our friendship is that, you know, we don't necessarily have to speak every day. However, when we do, you know, it's like no time has passed. Now let's get into, you know, the credentials <laughs> because there are credentials. <laughs> uh, Jay, as she's fondly known to me, um, she is a licensed mental health counselor. She is certified in both the state of Florida and Georgia. She is currently employed at one of the largest health insurance corporations in the state as a clinical quality reviewer, okay? In addition to that, yes, because you're probably saying to yourself, wait, I'm sorry, I'm trying to just keep up with all the details of the credits and everything, right? Yes, but in addition to that, in addition to being a clinical quality reviewer, Jay is also an adjunct professor at the Miami-Dade College where she continues to inspire and educate her students. Today on the show, she'll be sharing with us her passion for mental health and how she actually ended up in this field. Jay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Bree. You are very welcome. We're going to hop into these questions um, because I think some of them are a little juicy and it gives us the opportunity to hear a bit about our guest. Um, So we're jumping right in. First question. Uh, I've mentioned in previous episodes uh, that it was a bit of an adjustment when I migrated to the United States, but I'm curious, right? At what age did you migrate to the U.S. and what was that transition like for you? Okay, so I migrated to the United States when I was 26, right? Well, not right after, but um, shortly after I finished my undergraduate studies at the UA Mona campus. And UA, by the way, means University of the West Indies. And the Mona campus is in Jamaica, clearly. Um, so I finished my undergrad studies. I worked for two, three years or something like that. Can't remember, getting old. Um, but worked. And then I decided that, you know, I wanted to further my education, came here. And to be honest, the adjustment was, wasn't as bad, I guess, because, you know, Florida is mini Jamaica, <laughs> so to speak. And, you know, I did have friends that were here, so it wasn't like I was alone. And because I am in Florida and Florida is only one hour and 30 minutes away from Jamaica, I could, I'm going to rub it in girl. I could jump on a plane and go home whenever I wanted. And I still do that. Like whenever I feel like I need a break. I still jump on a plane so I've never that's a lie I have been homesick but can I go home absolutely mm. guys you know I think that's the one thing Florida has over New York <laughs> is that plane ride to Jamaica <laughs> because you know while they're an hour and 30 minutes we're about three hours and I think 45 minutes so you know kudos to Florida on that um, but I'm curious <laughs> 
I'm curious, how did you get into this field? Have you always wanted to become a mental health counselor? So initially, as a kid growing up, I knew nothing about mental health. I knew nothing about therapy, nothing about this career period point blank. I actually wanted to be a medical doctor and I tried. I really did try to be a medical doctor, but chemistry and I, chemistry didn't love me the way that I wanted it to love me. And, you know, I was just like, you know what, chemistry, I'm going to see you and I'm going to leave you over there. And it just so happens that while I was trying to figure out, you know, what I could do because I knew that I wanted to help people. That was the bottom line. I always wanted to help people. And it just so happened that I stumbled upon a book that kind of spoke about psychology, what it was, what it entailed, and, you know, like the steps, you know, to become a psychologist. And, you know, I said to myself, you know what? This is what I'm going to do because, you know, even though being a doctor, as you know, in Jamaica is prestigious and glamorous and status, you know, it's mm. filled with status and all of that. Um, I feel like mental health um, or psychology, in a sense, it allows me to be a little bit more intimate with the clients I interact with on a daily basis. Okay. Um, why did you choose to study abroad instead of studying back home? Well, I chose to um, pursue my master's in the States versus in Jamaica because I wanted a different experience and I also wanted to be. It's not to say that um, the educational system in Jamaica isn't good because it is phenomenal. Top class. It is phenomenal. But I wanted to be able to learn from a different perspective and I also wanted to work with different cultures because that's what, if I'm going to help people, I need to be able to help all people people from all different walks of life from all different cultural experiences and i for one i am a history geek i will read anything historical and so for me it's like the best of both worlds you know i get to find out a little bit about their culture but i also get to help them help themselves so it's the best of both worlds for me okay um you've been such an advocate when it comes to mental health um you know i would i will say this on Jay's like social media page, you'll rarely find a picture of her, right? When she's posting something, she's either posting a quote, she's posting an article, um, as it relates to mental health, whether it's geared towards women, people of color, um, and the various communities that's actually you can find in the United States. Uh, but most of all, she's also been an advocate when it comes on to mental health, um, and, and mental health in Jamaica and the services that are lacking, right? Correct. But I want to know, what, what drives you when it comes to mental health? I just believe that everybody should have a totality of health. I think that your physical health is important. I think that your mental health is important. And I think that your spiritual health is important. But people tend to shy away. And I'm not going to classify it by islands or countries or states or anything like that. But I just think people in general tend to shy away from the mental health aspect because of the stigma that is attached to it but i think that if you know more awareness was given to mental health and people were able to you know to feel and to be and you know to just once again be their authentic self then totality of health would exist and then in a sense as a society we would be better off I like I like that I like that phrase, right? Totality of health because you're right, right? You like you we've talked about this. 
you go to the dentist to make sure that your you know oral health is okay correct. you go to the medical doctor to make sure your physical health is okay correct but the stigma that that comes with mental health right mm-hmm. um and i will say especially in jamaica right mm-hmm. you will you will hear oh, nothing no wrong with you or something like no, you'd that hear, you're mad right. are you crazy or you know why are you airing your dirty laundry oh why don't you go to the family pastor? Dirty laundry. That and I'm part. just like, wait, what? Right. That's not what this is about. <laughs> it, it definitely isn't. And and we've talked, you know, about just like, what does that look like? I think as it relates to Jamaica, right? And mm-hmm. I, I remember, um, I don't know if you had sent me or I had sent you the YouTube video of Yendi Phillips. So she interviewed Julie Mango. I don't remember. I don't remember who sent it right, to who, but, but, we, <laughs> but we spoke. I think it was you, and then it was you. It, well, okay, you yeah. actually sent it to me, and you're like, "Oh my God, Jay, I think you need to see this." Yeah. And I think for you, it was mind blowing in a sense because you've never seen. We, while we have spoken about mental health, mm-hmm. you know, in various conversations, I don't think you've ever seen another Jamaican, right, or heard another Jamaican speak about mental health and how it's how basically sharing their story right and you know part. letting you know like what happened to them yeah. and how they're coping now and how they're advocating for mental health i will say you know for those of you who don't know who julie mango is she is um i would say a social media influencer <laughs> um a comedian uh but she does a lot of bits comedic bits um uh, relating to jamaican culture and you know, all my Jamaicans can relate. Watching this, you are like, okay, I feel seen. <laughs> because there's so many, there's so much truth to some of the things that she's um that she puts out. But in addition to that, what we did not know was was the fact that she herself has had, you know, struggles, mm-hmm. right? Growing up. And, you know, she did hear the things where it's like there's nothing wrong with you, or you need to go to church, you need to pray more. And she she's she's attempted suicide. She mm-hmm. talked about that. She was so transparent transparent in her interview that it was it was so different because you're right we saw her right we always see her on social media and we're like okay this is who she is but there's another part of her right correct and she shared that part of her and it was refreshing to see someone else you know one from our island mm-hmm. um somebody she, who is not me <laughs> that, you know she she she's she and she was using her platform to say listen this is this is my story she was honest about it and it was it was so beautiful and it was refreshing and she still talks about the fact that she still struggles today however she does see a therapist and i think one of my hopes was um i hope more jamaicans would have seen this and felt the way that we felt but i wanted to know what were your thoughts on that interview um my thoughts on the interview were pretty much similar to your thoughts because you know it was mind-blowing to me to say the least to you know see someone from jamaica speak up about mental health and you know trying to bring awareness to the to mental health in general not just her diagnosis but mental health in in total and you know it makes me proud a little bit just just to know that somebody decided mm-hmm. that they're going to break the molds right and speak up and not care about what anybody because you know in jamaica everybody cares mm-hmm. about everybody else has to say that is true so i love the fact that in that moment she did not care and she just spoke her truth and she spoke it well and for that i applaud her yeah one of the things that she said and i remember it clearly um and she said, you know, 
there's sometimes there's nothing wrong with stepping away from people like mm-hmm. you might love them but they're not good for you um and you know she talked about just just stepping away Correct. i know she migrated um to the united states she's actually what an engineer or something like that yes as her profession I yeah think, yes um but i think that leads into my next question mm-hmm. because as someone who is in this field right you have your friends, you know, and we've talked about the fact that sometimes, you know, people, sometimes friends and family might talk to you and they're like, oh, I'm so glad I had this therapy session. And you had to remind them, like, this is not a therapy session. So how do you how do you set those boundaries? Well, you know, for me, I would say it was a little bit harder in the beginning, but it got easier real fast because at the end of the day, I need to be able to. I want to say separate my personal self from my professional self. And when you see me like as Jay, that's who I am. Um, and I'm, that's not saying that we can't have a conversation and we can't have talks and, and you know, like I can't listen to you vent or, you know, I can't give you feedback, but that's not therapy. Like that's not me prov- um, providing you with resources, providing you with tools. That's not me using an intervention on you because at the end of the day, here's the thing. When you're in therapy, your therapist needs to be completely objective. You, your therapist needs to be able to be honest with you. You need to be able, as the person receiving this information, you need to be able to be 100% open. You need to be vulnerable. And, you know, we, when we speak about vulnerability, there are different layers to it. But you need to be 100% vulnerable. You need to be willing to um, elicit change. And, you know, that's something that, you know, me as a friend or me as a family member, I can't give to you. So, you know, whenever I and, you know, something that I always preach is therapy is a wonderful thing. And not because I'm a therapist, but I honestly just believe that everybody could stand to become a better version of themselves. Everybody could stand to be a little bit more authentic. Everybody, everybody has trauma has passed, has things that they need to work through, however you want to put it. And I just think that therapy allows you to be in that safe space. And if I am related to you or if I am close to you, that safe space cannot be Mm. embarked upon. Right, right. Because here's the thing. As friends or as family, you're not going to be 100% honest with me. Because I know you. And then in the back of your head, you're going to wonder, is she judging me? Right. Which, you know, I don't. But, you know, I, I can't speak for everybody else. Right, right, right. So that's where therapy plays a role. And that's why I have a strict boundary when it comes to this is not therapy. This is just us having a conversation. Right. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> I remember one of our conversations, you, you said something. You really listen. I, I'm not giving any therapy. There's nothing happening here. However, if you were in this situation, what would you tell someone else? Or you like, you flipped it on them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was just like, look at you, girl. (laughs) That was funny. Um, But as, as it relates to, you know, we've discussed Jamaica and I know like you go back often, right? Mm -hmm. So what, when it comes to mental health in Jamaica, 
being someone who's in this field, right? Like we know there are resources that are available here in the United States. And while they're not as wide, you know, it's widely there, right? But Mm -hmm. it's expensive depending on who you are. Insurance might not cover it. Mm -hmm. Most times it doesn't. However, back home, it's a whole different story. Yes. What would what would what would you like to see happen in Jamaica as it relates to mental health? Um, first of all, I I really want to see more mental health awareness. Yes, there is the Ministry of Health, um, whose name is now the Ministry of Health and Wellness, but I would like to see them put out a little bit more. Like for instance, have people create an understanding from an early age. Mm. So start from the elementary, as we like to call it, mm-hmm. or the primary school mm-hmm. age, right? Have children be able to say, you know, like voice what their emotions are, what they're feeling. Right. Um, allow them to just be. And you know, I think that is the beginning. Like because you're allowing people, you're not providing them with this cover like oh everything needs to be okay all the time you're allowing them to feel all the emotions and letting them know that it's okay Mm. to be to feel this way and to know how to cope with it right i would also like you know for people to be a little bit more open-minded you know don't knock something until you've tried it and i know culturally the cultural beliefs are strong but you know new age you know we have to move forward with the times we can't stay stuck Mm -hmm. in the past i would also like probably a lot more clinics or practices opened and you know i'm i've been asking like you know does health insurance in jamaica even cover therapy because you know that up here it covers at least 10 sessions and you know it doesn't and i feel like that's a deterrence like no nobody wants to pay for i mean i know i don't want to pay full right. price for anything if i can get a discount i'm gonna take my discount mm-hmm. but you know i feel like it would help and i feel like people just need to just fall into the flow of right. things um i we've talked about service right we've talked about ways to give back mm-hmm. and um like you've talked before like the whole reason why you got into this field when you went you, the, the desire behind it was to help people right but i wanted to know um as it relates to service for future right there's career goal mm-hmm. but then there's also personal goals right so i want to know what's one future career goal that you have and then what's one way that you would like to give back to the community whether it's here or back home you know, it's funny because I'm going to answer your last question first and sure. your first question last. Sure. Whenever I think about giving back, as wonderful as the U.S. has been to me, I always think about home. Jamaica is always at the forefront and I'm always thinking about how can I give back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it means relocating back home and helping to bring about mental health awareness, then that's a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe that everybody needs to feel fulfilled and know that there is help out there. And it's not a distressed help. It's something that can better you. Mm. Um, Personal goal? Mm, I don't know. I think I want to continue on the path that I am right now. Mm. I'm I'm very comfortable um, with where I work. And as you mentioned, I do have three jobs. 
and I love all three and people ask me all the time how do you even manage with and you know to me just balance it's like I'm not killing myself doing any which one Mm -hmm. you know like once full time Mm -hmm. two are part time you know as you mentioned I work for a health insurance company Mm -hmm. that's full time I do adjunct that's part time that's probably one day a week two day a week three days a week and then I do teletherapy sessions and that's in the evenings and then you know I sort of reset at 10 p.m anybody who knows me knows they can't get me after 10 p.m but you know I would love to continue along that path you know where I am helping and it doesn't have to be a direct type of help it could also be an indirect type of help Okay, I, I, I want to touch a bit on your teaching, right? When did that part of you come into play? How did you how did you get on that path? Funny you should ask that question. I never ever thought <laughs> that I was a teacher, that I had it in me. But in 2015, I had a supervisory position and that entailed me teaching. Though interns that fell under me mm-hmm. but you know I like to tell them and they, if you could ask any of them I've never referred to them as my subordinates I've mm-hmm. always said we work together right. because without you there is no me and that's just how the cookie crumbles and you know I, I'm the person who I plan for everything because if you don't plan to succeed you're basically planning to fail come on and you know, I would have a PowerPoint for everything. I would send out reminders for everything. Um, I would make myself available. You know, like even if they didn't understand, they could always come to me on a, you know, like individ- on an individual basis and ask questions. And I've never heard, oh, I don't understand. Oh, I don't like you. It's like you see that light bulb. I don't know if you if you understand what I'm saying, but yeah. it's like you see the oh my god. It's like the aha right, moment right. and. That made me realize, and you know, like from some of them as well, you know, they would be like, oh my God, you should teach. You know, I love you. You're amazing. Da, 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 da. And that's when I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try and teach because I actually don't mind it. And for me, it's all about imparting wisdom to someone else. I'm not going to be greedy with the knowledge I have. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to share and give everybody access. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, I will say that, you know, just from this conversation, your journey has been just one of service completely, right? Like you live by that motto and it's, it's beautiful to even hear you talk about it. One thing I know you're, you're a planner down to the T. Um, you always say, you know, Sabrina, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't plan, then, you know, if you fail to plan, then guess what? What is it? What's the, what's the quote? you fail to plan you plan to fail correct okay so (laughs) you know it's just it's just wonderful to see but one of the things i i will say that um because i learn as well i learn from you and i learn just even just from our conversations and you know i think it would be an amazing opportunity if you got the chance to even do some kind of practice we were talking about it even just like earlier right like maybe there could be a grant (laughs) putting it out there Uh, maybe it could be a grant that allows you know um, a select number of therapists to open up 
clinical sessions, right? Sessions to, to offer services to the folks in Jamaica because I do believe there's going to be some resistance in the beginning, right? Because there's so much stigma around it. But you described it so well, Jay, right? Like you described the fact that, you know, we all go through different things and being able to speak to someone to able to, you know, to, to manage those things. Everybody has trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Some people don't realize that they have trauma, you're absolutely some people don't realize and some people what because what happens is that they put it to the back of their minds mm. and then it it manifests in other ways right. and then those ways you know they don't understand why it is that they may be acting like that mm. why it is that they may come across a certain way but it manifests right so you know the key is to figure out this is what's going on this is what i need to do to kind of curb it or mm. pull it back in. Jay, um, you know, we're coming to the end of our session, but what I am doing is giving you an open invitation to drop by the pod again because I do believe that you have so much more to offer. And I know you have some stuff, you know, that you're that you're percolating. Like um, a little birdie told me uh, that there is an Instagram page coming very soon to you know the world wide web near you where she will be imparting sharing tidbits um mental health tips uh she's gonna just take it separately from her own um personal page so be on the lookout for that because i will be posting that on the talks with brie podcast um instagram page letting them know that the page has been created i'm gonna hold you accountable Yes. So as you're looking at me, <laughs> as you're looking Did at you me really right have now, to let them know yes, that I was no, looking I'm at you. No, I'm putting it out there because you know why. Just like you say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So you are planning this Instagram page. So what I want you to do is to execute that plan and make it happen. So look at look out for it, guys. It is coming. It is coming very soon. It's going to be amazing. No pressure. <laughs> I mean, if it's one thing I can count on my friend for, is to apply that pressure. Not in the gentle way either. <laughs> um, Jay, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Do you have any last words to say? Um, I just, you know, for me, it's just, you know, I'm honored to be one of your guests on your podcast. This has been in the works too. Yes, girl, you hold me accountable. I'm also going to hold you accountable. This has been in the works. I am pleased with what you have accomplished so far. And, you know, I just want, you know, everyone to understand that, you know, your mental health is just as important as your physical health, because sometimes people don't understand. Mm. And, you know, I just want to leave them with the tidbit that totality of health is what is needed. Mm. And, you know, just to reiterate, totality means, you know, complete health. It means being physically well, mentally well, and spiritually well. With those three access points, you will be, you will feel better, you will do better, and you will be better. Thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate you. Guys, you hear it, you heard it here. The totality of health. It's something that we should all aspire to. Folks, we're at the end of another episode. As usual, you know, I'm I'm tears, right? Because I enjoy (laughs) our talks, but that just means that it's something to look forward to next week. So don't forget to rate this podcast, check out our Instagram page on the talks. It's called Talks with Brie Pod and drop me a line. Let me know, you know, what you enjoyed. And in addition, please be on the lookout for an announcement 
of Jay's new Instagram page <laughs> where she'll be sharing the mental pressure. health <laughs> mental health tips. Folks, I wish you all an amazing week. And as you go through the week, don't forget to take a moment, be still, be present, and remember how far you've come. But more importantly, don't forget that we should all aspire for a totality of health. This is Sabrina signing out. Bye, guys.